welcome back to That's What We Said. And today we're going to talk about what happens when you decide to leave your job. And I have a amazing friend of mine who is going to talk about her journey. And she's going to enlighten us with everything that's been going on with her in her life. Um, I respect her so much. She's, she's somebody that I want to be and I look up to because she's just like amazing. Um, I can't even tell that we only met like three months ago or so. Um, but I want to introduce Ritu Mohindru. Thanks. <laughs> that was a very um, sweet introduction. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I hope I can add some value maybe help answer you some questions yeah. like that you've been wondering and anybody else out there who's wondering what actually happens when you do decide to leave your job. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a burning question in a lot of people's mind, especially because during the pandemic, um, you know, we were working from home and we're constantly like waking up working when we work long hours because like there's no travel time anymore. There's no going out for lunch anymore. So I think people tend to like burn out or they're just not happy anymore. And so I think there was this huge transition that's happening uh, amongst uh, amongst people in general. Um, I know like when pandemic hit, I started kind of thinking about like, oh crap, what do I want to do with my life now? Because now you're, you know, thinking about what do you do? What's your next step here? Um, and I'm sure everybody has thought about quitting their job and doing their thing and just kind of, you know, um, trying to find themselves again. So I wanted to hear a little bit about it from you. Like, I know you quit your job. What has it been like two years now? No, just, <laughs> it's not even been a year. It's been like <laughs> eight months of that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. how do you feel? Tell us, tell us what you think. How um, do you feel? What made you do it? Like, what, what do you? You know, I can see why you would have said, has it been two years? Because I think when we've been talking, I was telling you, I've been thinking about doing it since 2019. Uh -huh. So I was thinking of doing it pre-pandemic, right? Okay. So it wasn't like the pandemic hit. It was 2020. I mean, I literally had in my notes in my phone a resignation letter. It said letter of departure, mm -hmm. and it was written in April of 2019. Mm -hmm. So this had been something that wasn't necessarily an overnight decision, nor was it necessarily triggered by the pandemic. However, it was able to come to fruition mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I know... I know a lot of people faced a lot of negative things that happened to them because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate. And I do think that, you know, even for me, while the positive outcome was of it was kind of me being able to live my best life right now mm -hmm. um, by having made that choice to leave, that doesn't mean that I didn't have to uh, encounter, address, and confront mm -hmm some some dark sides mm -hmm. or like deal with some of my own shadows mm -hmm. right so like when we talk about like what actually happens when you do quit your job mm -hmm. it's not like well mm -hmm. I would say it's not like a bed of roses but even a bed of roses has thorns and yeah. that's exactly the experience is like mm -hmm. you experience you know the pillowy softness of the roses mm -hmm. but you also get you know um you get cut by the thorns too yeah but ultimately at the end of the day you blossom you know, okay. and yeah. so I think for me, like that's that's been my experience of having finally taken that leap that I was procrastinating, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I was in my head a lot mm -hmm. about like, you know what, I'm I'm doing something, I'm working, and yes, it's affording me the lifestyle that I want. I was living in New York at the time, um, 
and it's not a cheap place to live as we know. <laughs> so, um, and I'm also, I'm not exactly, um, you know, I, I, I do like fewer things in life, but I like the nicer things in life. So yeah. it wasn't exactly like, oh, okay, great. Like, am I ready to like pull away from, you know, I mean, I guess a six figure salary these days is common, but mm -hmm. like, especially like when you're in your, you know, late thirties, early forties, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all very familiar with who we are and how we like to live. Mm -hmm. And so choosing a different lifestyle, um, you do have to think about, well, what are my finances going to look like? Mm -hmm. And so that was something that played in my brain in 2019. Mm -hmm. And that's why I never really got the courage mm -hmm. to make that decision that, okay, now's the time to walk away. It was in, you know, the early parts of 2020 that, um, I think I had finally, I, I did, I was one of the earlier folks that maybe had COVID. It's a big question mark mm. because there was no testing available. Mm -hmm. Right. And at the time it was like, if you said you had COVID or you were even sick, it was mm -hmm. like declaring you had an STD to the world. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely didn't share that yeah. per yeah. se, even yeah. though people were like, you're sick. Are you okay? And I, I would say though, after that period, right, like whatever it was, like being locked up in my room for the 14 days that I was, once I came out and slowly started walking, I mean, yeah, it did hit me. I was like, well, shoot, like if something did happen to me, like, am I walking, am I walking in my path? Mm -hmm. Like, is this the path of alignment for mm -hmm. me? And am I doing, and am I being mm -hmm. who I want to be? Mm -hmm. And a lot of things influence that, right? Because mm -hmm. 2020 was... I was 39 at the time, but by the end of the year, I was 40. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, coincidentally, not only did I turn 40 at the end of 2020, mm -hmm. but also, um, it was like I had, I was coming close to completing 10 years with mm -hmm. the company I was working with. Mm -hmm. And so it just, you know, as, as that happens, when you reach milestones, sometimes you pause and you reflect and you look and what what was my life the last 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I loved my life in the previous 10 years. Mm -hmm. I even enjoyed my job. So so what triggered you in 2019 to be like, to write a resignation? Oh, um, 2019, why I wrote a resignation letter is because it had been building. Mm -hmm. I think there were just certain things in the work environment. Mm -hmm. um, Did that you I not like your job? Did you not like the people? Were you tired of like just the, the nine to five? Like, what if it was trigger? nine to five, that would be different. It wasn't, it's never nine to five. It's nine more like 12. nine to nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think the thing, the trigger was just that there was a couple things. Um, one was I was shifting as a person mm -hmm. in general mm -hmm. and I happened to be working in the Albev industry and alcoholic beverages. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had seen that movie, A Star is Born. Mm hmm and yeah. um, Bradley Cooper in that movie, sorry, spoiler alert, yeah. but he's an alcoholic and ultimately at the end of it. I mean, it, if people haven't seen it by now, it's okay to spoil it for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at the end of it, he does, he kills himself. Yeah. Sorry, another spoiler. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it really made me think, like, it's not that I don't drink alcohol, I do. Yeah. But it really made me think about the effect alcohol has on our systems and, okay. like, how... Uh, it's just detrimental it can be to the choices that we make in our lives mm -hmm. and mental illnesses and so forth. And I thought to myself, because I was already doing some spiritual work, I was um, a Reiki practitioner 
outside of my corporate job. Mm -hmm. And I was also doing some coaching work with an organization um, to, you know, to help other people kind of be leaders in their own life. And I thought, you know, this is the work that I find to be more fulfilling. And so working on promoting alcoholic beverage sales maybe isn't in alignment with who I'm becoming. Mm. That doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm like anti-alcohol. It's just that I didn't think that that's what I wanted my life's work to be. Mm-hmm. And I knew there had to be a switch. Okay. Also, I was working in data analysis and I'm much more of a creative person. Mm-hmm. And I had put that on the back burner for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that combined with some of the environmental issues, the toxicity of, mm-hmm. of honestly the nature of work I was doing mm-hmm. and the people that I was dealing with mm-hmm. led me to ultimately decide... Mm-hmm. I need out. Yeah. Now I didn't have the courage in 2019. I also didn't have the courage in 2020. Mm-hmm. I only got the courage in 2021. So, but if you were unhappy in the role, like, wouldn't it be um, something that you would look for another role that fits more of what you want instead of, you know, that's like the natural uh, transition, right? You know, like I'm not happy doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to try to find a job doing X, y, yes. another thing, right? Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. that's a great question because it's not like I didn't go through that process. Yeah. I, you know, mentally went through that discussion with myself. Then I took that conversation with higher ups in my organization and whatever was presented and not even just presented, whatever I went out and seeked, right? Cause like you have to, I was told very early on in my career that the career in the built in the place that I was at was like a jungle gym. Like you just kind of, you weren't necessarily going to climb up, but you you can climb across and mm-hmm. all over the place. But you had to be the CEO of your career mm-hmm. and have those conversations and network and so forth. And so I was doing that. But as I was doing that, I was kind of realizing that, fine, I could do the same work that I'm doing in the health and wellness space. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm not necessarily going to be fulfilled because at the end of the day, it's not going to be creative. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be aligned with who I am, which is more of an extrovert and a people person. Mm -hmm. And I like interacting with people and behavioral stuff Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, data and spreadsheets yeah. and numbers yeah. and so forth. And, yeah. and I realized that like, I would just be a hamster in a hamster wheel doing the exact same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people think, well, maybe if I change my job, mm-hmm. it'll alleviate some of the things that I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. Yep. And for some people it might be true mm-hmm. because it depends. Like you asked me, like, what were you unhappy with? Was mm-hmm. it the environment? Was it the people? Was it what? So in that case, if you change some of those elements around, but you like the of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're fine. Yeah. But if you're not fulfilled with the core of what you're doing, even if you change those elements, you're still going to land up in the same place. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was important to make a big leap mm-hmm. because that leap was in good faith mm-hmm. that I would ultimately end up doing mm-hmm. something that is more aligned mm-hmm. with my vision, mm-hmm. with my natural abilities, with you know, the qualities that I bring to the table mm-hmm. that are naturally inherent with me. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you didn't know, like, what you wanted to per se do, right? You were just kind of, like, taking a leap of faith and you're like, okay. Because I understand what you're saying. You're like, you kind of have to do something, right? If you're in a hamster wheel, you either have to do one or a couple, couple of things. One, you stay in the hamster wheel, mm. right? Because fin- it's a finance probably due to finances, like you want to maintain your life, right? Like the, you want to make money and you want to bring in, you know, the amount you have 
that, that you are making, do you want to bring it in? The other thing is you can um, look for a new job that's completely different from, you know, and, and, you know, different from what you're doing to what you want to do. But also you kind of run into maybe you have to start entry level. Maybe you have to take a pay cut. Maybe you have to, maybe it's not actually what you want. Because you thought like, oh, I'm going to give up this wine thing and I'm going to go into this other role because I might be happier and you might not be happy there either. So all these like different things are probably coming into your mind as well. And I think that we all kind of go through when we're trying to think about like, okay, we're not happy in this job. What's going to make me happy? And how do I maintain the same salary or get more and change my job? Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's impossible too. Um, and so what, at the point of like, I think you decided to you know just kind of take a leap of faith and you said okay you know what I'm going was it an opportunity like that came up or were you more like I'm just gonna quit my job and sell everything and then just like move on like what what was the process that you went through when you're finally ready <laughs> the finally <laughs> ready is an interesting question because I don't know if you're ever really ready yeah even after I chose to do what I chose to do mm -hmm. I still had conversations, like you said, like, did, did you look for something else? And I did look within my own company mm -hmm. to, for other opportunities. And yes, there was the one aspect of being the hamster in the hamster wheel. Then there was the other aspect of doing something completely new. Mm -hmm. And what you just said, sometimes when you do something completely new, you may have to start at a different level and mm -hmm. you're not coming with that set of the experience that's required for the role. Mm -hmm. And so you do have to come to terms with, Am I willing to take that step down to take that leap forward, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to be really, you have to have that conviction that that is something that you actually do want to do. And yep. if you're unsure of that, then I highly recommend take that mental break. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of the space that I was in. Okay. And while I said I wasn't in alignment with alcoholic beverages and like working in that space, I do want to clarify that like I loved every bit of what... I was able to do and what my job was able to provide me. Mm -hmm. It's just, it got to a point where I knew because of the person I was developing and progressing and becoming, mm -hmm. I was not, I was not going to be able to give more and I was not going to be able to get more. Mm -hmm. So when that relationship between that equation between work mm -hmm. from a professional st standpoint mm -hmm. and from who you are from a personal standpoint is no longer reciprocal, mm -hmm. then it, it's not a good fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's for any relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not reciprocal. But for a while it was reciprocal because work was giving me the opportunities that I wanted mm -hmm. and it was affording me the lifestyle. I was getting rewarded. Mm -hmm. I was getting promoted. Everything was in flow. Mm -hmm. But we reached to a place of becoming stagnant mm -hmm. where things were not in flow. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't be the best version of myself for the role. And the role could not give me more of mm -hmm. the challenge and what I was seeking. Mm -hmm. Not just challenge, but also fulfillment, mm -hmm. right? So that to me was, okay, mm -hmm. this is where I need to make that call. Mm -hmm. Now, how things happened to line up were um, I had to think about finances, mm -hmm. right? I was living in New York, as you know, mm -hmm. and we discussed that. But I was in a place because of the pandemic mm -hmm. that I was able to get out of my lease. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get out of my lease. So now I had alleviated that stress and that burden of rent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now I had to make another decision. I alleviated that burden of stress. What was what was going to happen? Where was I going to live? Mm -hmm. How was I going to afford to live? Mm -hmm. Was I still going to live in a skyscraper and pay, you mm -hmm. know, over $3,000 a month yeah. to live in a place? 
No, I could mm-hmm. if I wanted to dip into my savings, yeah. which fortunately that's the other thing. I have some savings. Mm-hmm. I do have a 401k. I do not have stock investments like some people do that are just generating income for them. So that's something I'd like to get better at doing. However, I was in a good enough place where I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm not retired. Mm-hmm. I can't declare that. But I can take some time off. Mm-hmm. And now, as far as living during the pandemic, a lot of people were moving back home anyways, mm-hmm. right? So I had the comfort and the safety of being able to fly back to the nest. I was blessed that way. Mm-hmm. And yes, that comes with its own challenges. Like, do you relearn how to live with your parents again, for mm-hmm. example, right? And yeah, there was a little bit of that. And mm-hmm. But I made that choice and I chose it. Mm-hmm. So then I moved back home. Mm-hmm. So that also alleviated some financial stress. Mm-hmm. That I may have had. Um, so I think all those things lined up. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect time for me to kind of be able to cut those ties. And, you know, goodbye and thank you, Corporate America, mm-hmm. for what you gave to me mm-hmm. and what I learned. Because I definitely have grown as a person in ways I can't even define. Mm-hmm. Even in the challenging and toxic situations. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, let me create space for something new to take root. Mm-hmm. Which, if your space is filled up with, you know, stress and burnout and anger Mm -hmm. or resentment or whatever, what are you going to create from that space? Mm -hmm. So I needed to be in a place to have a blank slate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were you nervous that um, you wouldn't find another job? Because sometimes, like, I go through that. Like, if I quit a job, it's already hard for me to get an interview and I'm in the same industry. Like, I always wonder, like, if I quit a job, am I going to find another job? And how long is that going to take? And what am I going to do? Right. Yeah, so I think it goes back to what you were originally asking in that last question Mm -hmm. is like, well, why not just look for another job or like have some sort of security? And the thing is, is like, if I wanted to do another job that Mm -hmm. was the same job, Mm -hmm. again, we're back to that hamster situation. And two, I could, Mm -hmm. but that's not what I chose and Mm -hmm. that's not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to take a break Mm -hmm. to deprogram Mm -hmm. because you have to... When you're on the go, 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 you almost have to deprogram yourself Mm -hmm. from always checking your schedule, always, you know, checking emails and like Mm -hmm. just constant, constant, constant stimulation. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do I just take a break and just be? Mm -hmm. And so that was what was important. Now, as far as finding another job, I have had some conversations with folks that are like, well, why don't you do some consulting work? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. And I've had to be upfront with the people that I've spoken to about even just taking consulting projects that it might take me a little while to ramp up because I have now given myself this break, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, it's not like I forgot terminology overnight, mm-hmm. but there is going to be a yeah. little bit of like a learning curve again. Yeah. And like I had said, for me, it was important because I was reflecting back on the last 10 years and now I took this pause to look at the next upcoming 10 years Mm -hmm. and while yes things are unpredictable I still know that I want to create the next horizon of my life and the next horizon is going to look different than this previous horizon Mm -hmm. so what is that going to require and it's going to require me to do something different Mm -hmm. I could do the safe and comfortable thing of going and applying and getting another job Mm -hmm. and you know will I get another job like sure I have that thought like well, shoot, I'm moving from New York back to California and we know New York salaries are higher mm-hmm. unless you're like in the Bay Area and mm-hmm. even then it's questionable. Mm-hmm. But um, these are all things that I just had to assess because the monetary compensation and just the ability to have another title was not my priority. Mm-hmm. 
And I do think that sometimes you have to be very clear on what that priority is mm -hmm. and also be willing to let go, be willing to give a little and let go of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a big fear for people. I, I think I'm a very controlling person of my life. So, like, to let go and not and not know the next step is a huge thing, right? Mm. Not The not unknown, right? That's where your fear comes from is the unknown. Mm. Um, okay, so when you – so you, you quit your job, you moved in with your parents. Um, what – what have you been, what, what, what's your next thing here? Like, what have you been up to? Like, how are you taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally? But That's fine. <laughs> I know that you, uh, you know, in the time that you and I have known each other, I think I met you when I did have my job. Um, I think. Because we met just before the pandemic or no, we met. Yeah, well, we, pandemic we texted, was 2020. Yeah, we texted yeah, when we you texted, were still working. But I was we still working. Went face to face, you were you had moved here. Uh, uh, when I moved here is murky, but yes, yeah. but ultimately, yeah, yes, I had, I was here, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, but I I know that like since I've known you, right, there was like that period of where I was working, then I stopped working. And then I know the question has come up, like you've asked me, yeah. like, when are you going <laughs> to get a job? Like, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? And I have I'm to, scared for you because I know, I know. how I feel. <laughs> and, I know. I know. And, and I have to say, it triggered me a little because I was like, yeah. why is she being such an Indian auntie? She keeps asking me, like, dude, I'm not spending your money. Relax. <laughs> and then I had to pause and I realized that, like, either you're curious mm -hmm. or you're triggered or just, like, baffled by, like, how yeah. are you just chill about this? Yeah, I think it's all three. I think it's, I want to be that person because I want to quit my job and just, you know, like figure out what I want to do because obviously I don't, you know, like my professional job is not what I want to do till I'm like 90 um, or till I retire, whatever that is. Um, and then I'm also curious, like how do, and it's not just you actually because it's like last year we had the great resignation where mm -hmm. all these people were like just, did quitting it. their jobs they just and it. in my mind I'm thinking like wait aren't they scared like that they're not gonna have funds to live or what are they what are they doing how are they psychologically being able to just say you know what F it I'm just gonna quit right um, that's it and, I, yeah I, I do think so here's the big um, misnomer about that the great resignation because mm -hmm. if you look at the people that quit their jobs mm -hmm. they were high earning you know like in jobs that probably provided them good savings, mm -hmm. decent 401ks, mm -hmm. great stock options, etc. Mm -hmm. right? And then maybe they took stock of or then reevaluated, mm -hmm. how are they going to do this? Mm -hmm. In some cases, maybe they were single and they changed their lifestyle to like more simple, minimal, meager needs. Mm -hmm. In other cases, maybe they didn't do that, but mm -hmm. they could have downsized in other ways. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, maybe they had a partner and they were like, you know mm -hmm. what? My partner's going to be working. Insurance is going to be taken care of mm -hmm. because now I'll be their dependent. Mm -hmm. uh, and then ultimately, if let's just say they had kids, it must have been a conversation with them and their partners of like, listen, I'm going to take the sleep of faith. How are we going to create a structure so that our family doesn't like completely take mm -hmm. a tank like mm -hmm. dive yeah. and we still are thriving yeah and uh you know so there's a lot of discussions that happen I can't speak for all of the people that did what they did during the great resignation mm -hmm. however from the articles that I read it wasn't it wasn't your uh you know 
everyday blue collar person necessarily that was quitting their job. Mm -hmm. However, that did happen mm -hmm. because remember we were getting a lot of support from the government, yeah. whether it was unemployment checks, stimulus checks. And that's why a lot of people are complaining that, Oh, I can't, I can't, you know, I have a restaurant, but I can't find enough people to yeah. work for me, etc. Right. Yeah. So you, you had that, that yeah. and then you had the other, yeah. right. Yeah. Middle class was still working their butt off. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but other people, yeah. you know, they kind of, we're able to plan things out. Mm -hmm. So at some point, it was probably a reevaluation of, again, mm -hmm. what's important to me, what's important in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, have I been holding myself back from this dream that I've wanted to have come to life or maybe creating that startup mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But everything, there is an opportunity cost for everything. Mm -hmm. So in my choosing, for example, what I chose. Mm -hmm. Yes, with things that you named, like what was going to look different, moving home was going to look different, mm -hmm. dating may potentially look different, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> right? So like uh, there's a lot of things that yeah. might look different mm -hmm. and you kind of just roll with the punches and see how that works mm -hmm. out. Sometimes it's a conversation and sometimes it's a choice of, you know, I'm going to abstain from this right now, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I do know. Yeah. yeah. So that nece hasn't necessarily been something that has been a hindrance right. in the choice to be at home. So mm -hmm. now what have I done since that time? Yeah. That's been the magical part where I want to say like 2021 has been my best year yet. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so I left, you know, I stopped working at the end of March mm -hmm. of last year. Okay. That's why I was like, it's not two years. Know, it may feel like, like it's been forever. <laughs> but no, I stopped working at the end of March. Now I would say that basically between March and I would say May was mm -hmm. a very tumultuous time. I may mm -hmm. or may not have expressed it to anybody, but it was a bit of a tumultuous time because uh, while I was thrilled that I had taken this leap of faith and I remember the adrenaline rush of like when I actually said I was going to do what I was going to do mm -hmm. I came downstairs because of course we we're all working from home and mm -hmm. I told my dad and he was like oh and I was like yeah and he was like but again my parents didn't see it coming out of the blue I had been prepping them since 2019 yeah. that this is something that I wanted to do yeah they just knew that I was going many different directions from like I want to write a book mm. I want to live in an ashram I want to do da 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 da, -da. Mm. you know so it was just kind of like oh Okay, get your head straight, girl. Yeah. What do you really want to do? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a shock per se, but of course there was some concern. At the same time, the biggest blessing is to have supportive parents mm -hmm. or supportive family members and mm -hmm. supportive friends, mm -hmm. um, which I was, I am fortunate mm -hmm. to have all of. And I was definitely fortunate at the time when I chose the decision to get their support and cooperation and not to question my judgment. Mm -hmm. I think everybody kind of trusted that she's got this. Mm -hmm. So what came next was actually a roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. it wasn't just smooth sailing, like I quit my job, who's up for happy hour, fun in the sun. Like maybe no. that happened like the first week. <laughs> Not even because we were still in the pandemic. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it wasn't like that. Yeah. So what it kind of looked like was waking up and wondering what am I going to do with my day, mm -hmm. and then looking at my emails and seeing. I'm not needed anymore. Mm. I had no emails to respond to. Mm. I had no fires to put out. Mm -hmm. I had nobody asking me like, hey, I need help on this. Or like, where is this? Or, you know, this yeah. deadline. So I'm just like, this is weird. Like, what do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. um, that was certainly like a big, what? 
and for a while I kind of latched on like where I still talked to old coworkers yeah. and they would still kind of tell me what was going on and I'd still kind of share my two cents on things because I just can't help it yeah and so yeah. and so that was weird but I would say that uh so April you know was whatever and then May rolled around and I just felt a little bit like where is life right now mm -hmm. I quit my job which is something I've always wanted to do mm -hmm. I can't travel because we're still in the thick of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like, not yeah. thick, but yeah. still. We're still, like, we're sort of getting vaccinations vaccinated. Vaccinations were coming out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't travel. Um, friends didn't really want to meet up too much. I mm -hmm. mean, you remember, like, us meeting up, like, took forever to coordinate. That's because of like, you. No, but it was also a safety <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. When, you're, when you're starting to get yeah, comfortable meeting people outside yeah. of your quote-unquote quote, bubble. Group. Yeah, yeah. Right? Totally. So there was all She didn't want to meet up with me, you guys. That's just her excuse. Like, <laughs> oh, I want to stay in my bubble. I'm like, no, you look weird. I don't want to meet up. <laughs> Not at all, but yeah, I mean, there was all this hesitation. So it wasn't like living life like fun employment, as people yeah. said, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was a little bit of that. And then... um. Yeah, and there's just other factors like where the the stressors and honestly even just putting on weight and like being like I don't even feel confident right now. Mm. So Did not you put only, on weight after you quit your job or because you moved with your parents or just all of it together like Oh, well, I mean, or like the fluctuation has always been a thing. Yeah. I mean, me and you met because yeah. we went to the same trainer. So yeah. it's like, you know, like <laughs> the fluctuation has always yeah. been an aspect. However, uh, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where like, because of working, I didn't actually make working out a priority. Yeah. I started doing the Peloton app and stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, I enjoyed that and it was a lifesaver at the time, but at the same time, I just didn't feel fully yeah. confident. Yeah. So now you layer on top of like, I had some of these like insecurities of like attaching self-worth mm -hmm. to a job. Attaching self-worth to a title, attaching self-worth to, I'm a financially independent woman, mm. attaching self-worth to whatever it is, looks, this, mm -hmm. that, the other. So mm -hmm. many issues attached to self-worth that were so superficial mm -hmm. that I didn't even know, even if I was to go on a date, I didn't even know how to articulate what my value was mm. yeah. beyond those titles. Yeah. And so those months from like April to June mm -hmm. were a lot of struggle of like roller coaster of like, am I happy? Am I depressed? Like, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? A lot of self doubt and questioning. Mm -hmm. So that was not a good time. Mm -hmm. It was like a confusing time yeah. where some days were high and some days were low. Yeah. And I just was like, okay. This were is your parents asking you at all? Like, Ritu, what are you doing with your life? Like, what are you no. thinking? No, there was one conversation. I mean, they knew I needed the time off. They knew they had seen it coming. But, like, there was one conversation maybe after, like, the three months or whatever. Like, what are you thinking? And I said, honestly, like, don't ask me until six months, mm -hmm. maybe even eight, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so we knew that I was probably going to ride out 2021. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, that was just that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that they respected that space mm -hmm. and they also supported that space. Yeah. And so it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, as, as Indian parents, like, they, you know, they're always like, always like the next, it's a process, right? Like, okay, you, you get a job, you, you know, you get married, you have kids, you, you know, they, a lot of Indian parents have that process. Like, yeah. And then when you, when you, 
have a gap in that process or sometimes they freak out. Even I would freak out, you know, yeah. for myself, right? So, yeah, I, I totally get it. I am feeling very blessed mm -hmm. for the parents that I have because mm -hmm. I think they probably wanted me to have, like, the very conventional lifestyle since I was 23. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reasons, it didn't map out in that conventional way. But reaching to 41 now mm -hmm. and having their cooperation, their communication, their support and just understanding of the whole thing has been a huge blessing mm -hmm. because I get it as Indian parents and having conditioning culturally mm -hmm. and being around certain things, there are expectations because you want to be able to, it's a natural thing. Brown parents always want to brag about their kids. Now, yeah. my parents never really did brag about me, which mm -hmm. is, a, I found really funny. I was like, how can you guys like never say anything good about me to anybody? Like, you know, but, but they're, they don't even say anything good to me about me, but like, Aww. but that's just how they are. And yeah. I actually appreciate it because I think it keeps everything yeah. like humble and even and yeah. so forth. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I think like we didn't get to where I got to at where I am now without being blessed yeah. with their understanding. Yeah. Otherwise, yes, it would have felt very uncomfortable to be moved back home to have them asking me all the time or wondering or, you know. Or them being stressed, like, oh, what's what they're going to do? And because sometimes our parents stress about, like, us. Right? Yeah. Like, what's she going to do? That, gonna do? That's a question for them. They yeah. might be stressed, but they're, like, they might, I just, know. like, growing up, like, whenever my parents had to do anything and maybe there was financial burdens or whatnot, like, I never realized it because yeah. they never expressed it to yeah. me. So they're... I, I don't doubt that maybe they are a little stressed. Maybe they're not, you yeah. know? Like, I know my dad is very, like, you do. whatever God's wish is, is yeah. God's wish and yeah. his will. My mom, on the other hand, is very religious and spiritual, and she's just kind of like, dear God, what <laughs> sacrifice do you need for this girl to get her life together, you know? But I think that's pretty similar to my parents, too. Yeah. 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 But ultimately, I think at the end of the day, like, no one's going to want the best for you like your parents. Yeah. And... They, know they just what, want you to be happy. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and the best that they know is the best that they've seen. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so so it's very natural. But, you know, going back to sort of um, them and their support, again, mm -hmm. like it, it's – some of these things wouldn't have been possible without them. Mm -hmm. But I think I also needed to do my own work to be comfortable. So mm -hmm. it was one thing for them to get comfortable with – what I chose to do in terms mm -hmm. of quitting my job and so forth. Now with them, I think I needed their support because we needed to be a united front as mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, every auntie yeah. uncle is going to ask like yeah. what's going on and yeah. like what Why she, she back with you. Yeah. And yeah. like this and that. Right. So that was very critical. Mm -hmm. So it was great. So they, they reconciled whatever they needed to reconcile. Yeah. But now I needed to reconcile what I had done because now if I wanted to put myself out there in the world in any way, shape, or form, I had to be comfortable with who I am. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's – so that's what kind of 2021 warped into was mm -hmm. that transformational period. And I went to – because I had the time, I was able to take opportunity. I had heard of a thing called Vipassana. Mm -hmm. And it's a 10-day silent meditation retreat. Mm -hmm. They have 250 centers around the world. I was lucky enough to get accepted into their program because you have to apply because mm -hmm. it's completely free. It's donation-based, et cetera. And um, I was able to get into a program that they were hosting at the end of July. Mm -hmm. So I went at the – no. Yeah, end of July, early August. So I did the 10-day silent meditation. And 
that was really great because there was like nooks and crannies of like things that maybe I was either angry about, resentful about, shameful about, mm -hmm. whatever, that just kind of came bubbling up. Mm -hmm. Granted, I had been doing a lot of self-work on myself anyways, mm -hmm. um, and that's why I was finally able to also just take the leap. Yeah. But despite having done that, like I said, because I was experiencing that roller coaster and the self-worth questions and this and that, mm -hmm. I still had to... I knew there was something inside of me that I had to resolve that just hadn't come up and bubbled up yet. Yeah. And so I did. I took the time and it was good. And I don't think it was a miracle pill of any sort. Yeah. However, right after what I experienced and what I continue to experience is a sense of being centered, mm -hmm. more level-headed, not as emotional. And yes, when, and, and I always misunderstood what not as emotional meant. I thought not being emotional meant not having feelings. Mm. And it, that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. You still have so much love. You still have so much empathy and so forth. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's just not being so reactive. Mm. And it's not being so impulsive. Mm -hmm. And it is when you are reactive and impulsive, mm -hmm. the ability to to just pause and breathe helps you recenter yourself. Mm -hmm. So I may snap, right? You snap and I all might the get time. Triggered. <laughs> we call you the snapper. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, but then I have the ability to kind of take, take 10, yeah. you know, yeah. give myself 10 seconds, 10 mm -hmm. minutes, whatever it is and be like, okay, think about this differently or breathe it out. And then you do know, they, do they teach it. you that in the 10 day course or do you have to like come up with that conclusion yourself? So uh, the course, the 10 day course, you learn a meditation technique that's called Vipassana that was passed down by Buddha himself. Mm -hmm. It is something that you acquire in the process. You learn the meditation technique, and I think that that's something that you acquire in the process of meditating. Got it. I'm sure it's any meditation as well. Mm -hmm. But yes, that, that I mean, they don't teach you this is what you should do, yes. but they give you examples of the kind of life that people lead and behaviors and things of that nature, mm -hmm. and that when you get into a deeper practice, this is what's possible. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. So I did that, got more grounded, got more centered, and then really was just able to be more grateful mm -hmm. and present for everything that I had and mm -hmm. present and grateful for everything I didn't have mm -hmm. and just be. Mm -hmm. And being able to be, which is such an interesting term, like mm -hmm. what does that mean, just be? Yeah. And it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. And so once I got to that place, it was great. Um... And because I didn't have the press, the pressure and the stress of, oh my gosh, like, you know, what's, what do I have to do next mm -hmm. or whatever? Cause we all knew I was going to give myself some months to just chillax. I mean, yeah. I basically, I worked out, I, you know, um, started doing strength training, whatever. And then, then just was able to flow with time, enjoy building a relationship with my, mm -hmm. uh, family because I had been gone from home for like 10 years yeah. and not just my parents but like my cousins and aunts and then other friends in LA making new friends mm -hmm. like yourself right amazing friends. Uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh intelligent beautiful amazing new friends um but yeah so I was able to kind of do all of that and then I you know took some liberty and freedom to be spontaneous a mm. friend of mine was like hey I'm you know house sitting up in the Bay Area, and do you want to come? And I was like, 
sure, hopped in a car, showed yeah. up there, yeah. you know, planned a trip and went somewhere else with some other friends. And then because my stuff was still in New York, that's why I say my move was murky. Yeah. And I went back to New York, spent some days there, spent some time with some friends, got mm-hmm. my stuff shipped over. Then I was like, well, I'm all the way out here. And now mm-hmm. things were kind of easing up in terms yeah. of travel restrictions. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to go to London and see some friends there. Yeah. You know, so I did London, went to Scotland, did Paris, um, came back. It was the holidays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just kind of really got to just take the bull by the horns and enjoy 2021. Yeah. You know, I kind of got to ride through the rough parts mm-hmm. and and then enjoy the good parts, right? Yeah. So all of it had highs and lows. It, mm-hmm. But yes, what immediately happens when you leave your job it's not pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, no matter, yeah. no matter how secure you are of that decision, no matter how much you're like, I got this, this yeah. is what I've always wanted to do. The reality of it is very different. Mm-hmm. And so that was 2021. And now we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. And the question is natural. Like, are you going to get a job now? <laughs> are you going to travel? <laughs> are you going to do well, something I, now? What are you going to do now? Before we get to that, I want to ask, like, I'm sure you had anxiety. Like your half your stuff was in New York. Mm. You probably thought about, do I want to move back to New York? I don't know if you thought about it that way, or like, do I want to live in California or do I want to move elsewhere? I don't know if you had those thoughts. But when you have like, like uh, for example, for me, if my stuff wasn't in another state and it was in storage, I would always be thinking like, okay, I gotta get it, and where am I gonna put it? Am I gonna stay with my parents or do I move out? Like you know, you have all those thoughts as well. Um, how did you deal with those anxiety, like those anxious thoughts? If you, ha- if they were anxious for you, they would be anxious for me. But <laughs> <laughs> I know I was like, are you feeding me the anxiety in the no. question? I don't know. I mean, um, maybe you didn't have anxiety. Maybe you're like, okay, my stuff's in storage. Who cares? I don't care. Um, yeah, I didn't care. Didn't care. Okay. No, I didn't care. I didn't have that anxiety. Um, the bigger, you know, the bigger piece of anxiety was when I didn't get out of my apartment lease because I was obviously accountable for paying rent while I wasn't living there and I was in California. Yeah. So that was the bigger part and that was in 2020. Yeah. Um, but after that I got things sorted fortunate enough to again have amazing friends like family and somebody who was able to keep all my stuff in their basement Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. was no big deal. It was, there was no deadline. She was like, keep it forever long you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? And so And I had planned, I was like, okay, I'll go in April and get it because I was like, why not enjoy the spring in New York? Mm -hmm. Something, something, travel maybe or whatever the situations were, April didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Time passed and then it was like, okay, well now we're, you know, so ultimately I went back in October. Mm -hmm. What made it easy is we weren't really going out. Yeah. So let's just say like my mom bought me a lot of loungewear sets from Costco (laughs) which are great. And so I, that, or I just did some online shopping yeah. and like, you know, it, it yeah, was with easy. The, with, when I met right the first time, she's like, I don't really have any clothes. So you're going to see me in this a few times. Yeah. It was just like, whatever, like, uh, same tank top, pair of shorts, you know, whatever. Um, that's cute. And, yeah. and you know, luckily me and my mom have the same size shoes. So yeah. it was like, my mom's shoes, my mom's bags. I mean, basically, besides like you know my undergarments, everything was like nice. pretty and those much, you can buy, yeah. you know, yeah. borrowed or you know whatever yeah. I bought new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, I wasn't that because I don't know. It was just a different mindset. Yeah. You're not going out to impress anyone, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I personally didn't really feel like dressing up. And when I had to, I had the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. And I should share that by the way, like the reason why I didn't have that attachment to any of that stuff is because. In 2019, 
in the earlier parts of 2019 and leading into 2020, I had already gone through a metamorphosis anyways, mm -hmm. which was I had downsized in life. I had simplified things. I had, you know, um, moved into a smaller apartment. I got rid of a lot of like extra things that I didn't need. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I was just in this process of simplifying life. Like, do I, you know, it was kind of like the Marie Kondo, like, yeah. do I need a bazillion white t-shirts? Yes. No, I just, <laughs> I just don't, you know, just need yeah. three, maybe two, like maybe not even that, like whatever it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. So no. I've learned to live life in a very simplified manner. Mm -hmm. And even today, like I'm not yeah. hung up on that. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was easy for me. And by the way, I brought my boxes back since October, and granted, I was traveling until the end of November. Mm -hmm. We're December passed, and we're in January, and I have yet to open those boxes. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of tells yeah. you, like, if I survived a year without that yeah. stuff, what's another couple of months, and do I really even need that stuff? Yeah. Right? So, like, that wasn't an anxious part. I had sold a lot of my belongings, mm -hmm. so I didn't have the couch, and I didn't have furniture. I gave away my TV, and, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. I either sold or got rid of things. And I had already started that process yeah. 2018 slash 2019. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. 2019 through 2020. 2020. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, yeah. you know, and I was already going through, like I said, this metamorphosis yeah. of um, not being attached to material things. Yeah. You're already foreseeing your future. Kind of, you're setting up your future for what you wanted. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like who knew, but I knew because mm -hmm. at the end of 2020 or sorry, at the end of 2019 going into 2020, when mm -hmm. I was kind of, um, as you know, I do vision boarding mm -hmm. as well. Yes. So when I was setting my vision, I wanted it to, don't anybody hate me, but maybe I called the pandemic upon us because I said I wanted it to be a year of um, solitude. Mm -hmm. And I got lots yeah. of solitude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so... But I think we all needed it, to be honest. Yeah. We needed that, that stop in life. We were yeah. always all so go, 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 go. So it was nice to be like, okay, no more go. Yeah. Right? Even for my dating life, I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to go on dates. Mm. Because you get so much pressure. You're like, I should, my Saturday night, my Saturday night, I should not be sitting home. I should be on a date, right? Yep. And this is forcing me to be like, I can't. So yeah. I'm sitting here, you know? Yeah. 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 For sure. But I think like setting the intention of a year of solitude and simplification mm -hmm. uh, was what helped me reconcile, of course, with whatever the events of 2020 were. But yeah. also, like you, you were asking about that anxiety, I didn't have it because I was already ready to leave all of that. Like I was, you know, literally considering like, do I want to spend, you know, a couple months at an ashram, like mm -hmm. in like, you know, write a book or mm -hmm. like whatever it was. So I was already mentally prepared to like be in like a room with a twin bed and a nightstand and go to bed, mm -hmm. you know, and wake up and just do the simple things in life and eat clean food. And mm -hmm. so that was already the mindset that I was in, mm -hmm. which made that transition a lot easier for me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it continues to stay with me because mm -hmm. if I have luxury and things, great. If mm -hmm. I don't, all right, you yeah. know. So the burning question, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, or you can do what you do is like kind of go around it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you've, you've not been working for eight months. And I'm sure, you know, like I, I think maybe, I don't know, do people go on unemployment during that time? I'm not sure. Um, mm. But like, so have you, have you been using your savings or are you just kind of like still living off of you know your um sometimes when you like leave your job they give you you know compensation yeah right um 
so I can't really talk about like what happens when you leave your job yeah. in terms of like compensation and yes. so forth because that's like private information. Well, everybody's different. Yeah. Some, yeah, some and, companies do, some companies do. Yeah. And so I can't really share much of that. Uh, that's, yeah. you know, you work that out. Um, in terms of I'm not going to walk around or dance around <laughs> the question. I'm actually very happy to act, answer directly. Um, so here, here's how it went down for me. Um, I did have somewhat of a buffer period, so mm -hmm. I had that. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing was figuring out insurance, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because it's like, okay, well, do you get on Medicare or Medi-Cal or mm -hmm. do you do CA.gov or, or COBRA and yeah. stuff? So kind of sorting through those options, and I did have conversations with friends. Mm -hmm. And then the next question is, do you apply for unemployment mm -hmm. benefits? And um, if your company is agreeable to it, then... Yes, that's something that you can do. Okay. Um, and that was a challenging process. Like I still like I'm struggling to hear from them, you know. Mm -hmm. So during this time, I laughed because I was telling one of our other friends that based on the highlight reel of my Instagram, people can see I'm perhaps maybe living my best life. Yeah. And it can easily be assumed that are you a you know privileged you know what mm -hmm. because you know it's like okay we don't need to see your lifestyle in our face like you're here in this country and you're drinking this champagne mm -hmm. and you're doing like you don't seem to be struggling here mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and the honest truth is is like that's not what I wanted to create in my life I wasn't trying to create suffering and struggling so yeah. that's not what I created yeah um what did that require that required yeah I was living uh with my savings mm -hmm. and I still am mm-hmm you know, mm -hmm. uh, now that said, yeah, I am not, I'm privileged. Mm -hmm. I'm privileged to be living at home with parents that are secure and no, I don't buy the groceries and mm -hmm. you know, there's certain things that are provided for me mm -hmm. and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm not shy about it. Yeah. I'm grateful for it. I'm happy mm -hmm. for it. And I want this year too, to be the year of love and luxury. So let's bring it on. But yeah. I'm not worried about I'm just not, I think like that's the biggest thing yeah. is when you worry, mm -hmm. you attract more worries yeah, into your life. I agree. <laughs> and it's just, it's like the total opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. If you're experiencing burnout or if you're experiencing, you know, being tired or stressed or unhappiness, mm -hmm. well, shoot, if you're just going to be worried, then you're just going to amplify that burnout. You're yeah. It's not like quitting your job is going to relieve you of it because you're still going to be burning out in your mind because you're running a thousand miles Mm -hmm. an hour with yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. So that's why I think actually the meditation and the Vipassana was life changing because mm -hmm. it kind of, you get that moment to kind of be like, you know what thoughts you want to run? You're going to have to outrun yourself because we're here for 10 days mm -hmm. with no books, no music, mm -hmm. no talking. Mm -hmm. See yourself. Just you meditating and barely any walking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like it, you're not even doing exercise. Yeah. So it's not like when people are like, Oh, go and like run off your stress or like go and burn it off with a workout. Yeah. No, yeah. you just got to sit with it and you have to be with it. Yeah. And that's why, so going back to your question, so I answer it directly and you, you don't did. think I ran around no, it. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, yes, to be able to do something like this, I, I did have my ducks in a row, yeah. which was, like I said, getting rid of that, that stress of rent, mm -hmm. uh, simplifying and downsizing my life in general, mm -hmm. knowing that I had a home mm -hmm. and that I will always have homes mm -hmm. to go to between friends and family. Mm -hmm. So having that security, mm -hmm. 
And then knowing that, like, if I can, you know, expand and enjoy other things of luxury, like, then I can. And Mm -hmm. if I can't, Mm -hmm. I need to be okay with that. And that's a choice I'm making. So the happiness has to be within. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, am I just as happy as, you know, I don't know, making that Nespresso that you have over there and, like, you know, (laughs) using the frother and, like, having a latte at home? Sure. Maybe I don't like the design, but like, yes, like it'll be, <laughs> it'll be fun to experiment and create something new mm-hmm. and I'll be equally as happy because I love cafe hopping mm-hmm. to go and sit at a cafe. Yeah. Right. But being able to be happy with what you have and being able to be happy with even what you don't have mm-hmm. is really the art that I wanted to, you know, yeah. kind of fine tune yeah. in this process. And yeah. that's where I don't want to say... You know, I'm 100% there, but I've, like, definitely fine-tuned it a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... So so what's 2020 going to bring for you? You're going to bring, 2022? like... 2022? 2022? Mm. What did I say? 2020? 2020, but it's okay. Times two. Times two. Times What do you want to do this year? Like, your vision for this year? Yeah. Well, um, so... <laughs> uh, Back in 2019, mm-hmm. I keep going back to that year because that was a very pivotal year yeah, for me. Yeah, seems like 2019 it. was when I had hit like a, I hit a wall in October of 2019 mm-hmm. with work specifically. Yeah. yeah. Like a wall is in like I had a breakdown. Like I actually cried at work. Oh no. Nobody was around, mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. except for one like senior president oh, no. in the company. And she pulled me into her office and she was like, what is going on? And I was like, I'm just... I'm just overwhelmed. Like I can't, I can't, I can't, like I just can't. And, um, it was, granted it was a day, it was a moment, whatever. But what was really great was when she pulled me into her office, she told me about vision boarding. Mm. I had heard about it before. And she's like, she asked me some questions like, what do you want in your life? And then I was like, Oh, and then she started like writing certain things down. Like, okay, do you want to live in New York? Do you want, do you want, uh, you know, do you want to work in this aspect? Do you want children? Do you want a partner? Do you want, she started asking me and I had to literally answer yes, no. And I noticed myself getting stumped on some of those questions. So that's when I realized I don't even have clarity in my own vision. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you should go and do a vision board. So mm-hmm. 2019 of October, I created a vision board. Turns out it was my dream board. That's another story, maybe another podcast, mm-hmm. but created a board. And then we got into 2020. Mm-hmm. Which was like, how the heck is any of this stuff gonna come yeah. true? Yeah. Um, but then in 2020, the not 20, 2020 was like I started getting more into meditation. I started, you know, just kind of um, as everybody did, spending more time with themselves or with their families or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that salt, like that solitude that I was talking about happened, right? Mm-hmm. In 2021, I kicked off uh, something called Vision Board Works. Mm-hmm. And it was just for fun, just yeah. like creating vision boards. I kicked off the website, created an Instagram, and then I started um, hosting workshops and I led some people. I even led some kids that were in high school because everything was so much easier in the earlier part of 2021, mm-hmm. not doing it in person because everybody was accustomed to Zoom mm-hmm. and nobody minded investing that kind of time mm-hmm. in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so 2021, I created a vision board, right? And... I'm going to be hosting another workshop because I've been asked from people like, are you doing it again this year? So I am doing it again this year. Okay. And going back to your question, yeah. <laughs> what's on my vision, I have yet to create it. Okay. However, I do know the intention of this year is the year of love and luxury. Love and luxury. I love it. That's love it. The rest, 
We'll see as I create. I'm hoping to create in the workshop mm -hmm. along with the people as we go through the process. Mm -hmm. I usually, you know, well, we get last year was my first time leading people through the process and guiding them. Mm -hmm. um, but I had already had done it. Mm -hmm. This year I'm going to be doing it along with them. Mm -hmm. I already have the tools and like the setup and the workshop because I obviously hosted it last year. And, uh, and we'll address things, all of it, like what actually happened on your vision board and what didn't happen. Yeah. And I have some theories on why it didn't happen too. So like yeah. we'll cover all that. So what's ahead in 2022 on that vision, like I said, I just know the year that I'm declaring it as. I don't know the specifics. Okay. I know a couple of things that I'd yeah. like to happen, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we end today, what would you uh, advise our viewers, our listeners, um, if they were in the same struggle as you initially, like they just need a change. They were just hitting the wall and they just didn't know what to do with themselves. They wanted to get onto the, they wanted to, you know, they're just blocked. Yeah. What do you recommend? What would, what would your advice be? Um, the number one thing that I think is really important is to pause mm -hmm. because like you just need to pause and that pause could look like like the 10 day silent retreat. You could mm -hmm. look for another one, but like take a pause and really think about, is this something that's temporary, like just in the moment or a buildup of the last few months? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that has been harping at you for a very long time? Then the second thing I would say after pausing is purpose. Mm -hmm. So really understand like, what is your purpose behind taking any action mm -hmm. or any leap? Mm -hmm. what is it going to fulfill mm -hmm. and then the third thing is the possibility that you want to create thereafter okay so pause purpose and possibility is my advice like take Very a pause nice. understand your purpose and then think about the possibilities that you want ahead that's great thank you that was awesome yeah you're welcome yeah. it was fun i'm glad you know I'm, I'm really glad that you did this for yourself i think that people have a hard i, I don't know if everybody but i know i do and i don't want to speak for everyone but it's hard like you said, it's not all peaches and roses. No. It's hard and it's hard to, yeah, move in with your parents and quit your job and not know what your next destination is, especially I think for Indian people who are raised to have these things in order, you know, you should not, you know, you shouldn't quit your job unless you have another job ready and you shouldn't dip in your finances and you should have a good cushion and you should buy a house at this age, you know, all these different things that we all, and it could be cultural or it could just be, you know, uh, how we're raised, but those, those are, those are, I think, blockers for us, too, because we've been taught not to do those things, and those are huge blockers for a lot of people, so, yeah. so I'm glad, I'm glad I met you, and I'm glad that you were able to do it, and you, you kind of broke the, broke the ceiling there, because <laughs> <laughs> as a woman, it's tough, right, to, like, just make yourself happy, take care of you, we, yeah. never, we never do ourselves, we always do other people, and that's another podcast. Wink, wink. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so went back to that old question of how do you pleasure yourself? <laughs> yes, it's in, a, in a very uh, creative way. <laughs> yeah, I think you hit up on something really interesting though is like the unconditioning part. You mm -hmm. know, you just have to uncondition yourself and you have to deprogram yeah. a lot of things um, that society has set whether it's your brown or whether it's, you know, any other color or whatever it is, mm -hmm. like, um, especially for women, there's a lot of conditioning around yeah. so many things. Oh yeah. And so thank you for bringing this topic up and having this conversation because there's a lot of ways to shatter the ceiling and it doesn't necessarily mean corporate America. Yeah. 
Exactly. Thank you. Well, that's that's it for us for today. And next time we're going to bring her on to talk about her sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Bye.